what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Two. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw, and the face of Impact Wrestling, Sammy Callahan. The one and only shot with Willie Mack. This is Shreddy Breck, aka Mr. Clangin and Bangin. And you're listening. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Hey, yeah. Hello and welcome to Broken but Glorious. I'm Chris Lappin. I'm delighted to be joined on the line by the Valentine's Day Massacre. Hey, David. Good evening. You well? I'm very well. Yep. Very well. well yourself? Yeah, so. I could have been. I could be better after. Um, yeah, not beating Crystal Palace on Saturday. I, could have been I was, I was thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I had one of those days where I went without knowing any results, so I quite enjoyed matches today. That's, how, that's my favourite way of watching matches today, not knowing any results. So you would have seen, yeah, the uh, absolute catastrophe of uh, officiating where a bloke can't draw a bloody line, so... That's <laughs> weird. Um, I'm, I'm trying not to think about it, so yeah, if we can move on. <laughs> um, I'm still not over it now, really. It took me a while to get over it, just from, yeah. I don't think I've ever been at a football match where I've seen my team dominate so much and come away. It felt more, it felt like not even just a defeat, but it felt like we actually got a battering by <laughs> the way after the, just the, the whole mood after the game. <laughs> so even though we've taken a point, which is on paper not the worst result, but, <laughs> uh, just the manner of it all. So yeah, no lads with us this week as he's a playboy prince and it's Valentine's Day. I'm sure he's off doing <laughs> playboy things. So. He's had a breakfast date, a lunch date, and now a dinner date, I reckon. Yeah, and then maybe a post dinner date as well in the bar or something. Yeah, I had fired for the training. I learned how to do DDTs, which is a lot of fun. So I got to DDT Joel, and he got to DDT me as well. But I got to DDT Joel. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. The only time I've ever tried to do a DDT, DDT was when I was younger, and used to I was like, yeah, start for like a pay per view and wrestle. Uh, but when I was younger, and yeah, they did not end well, <laughs> especially when you're all. When you're a kid, all sh- like high on sugar and stuff. So I remember being drunk at F5 <laughs> on a field. <laughs> I've done the attitude adjustment a few times when I've been drunk, and uh, yeah, it's nearly smashed a few stuff in there. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're here to count down our top ten elimination chamber competitors. So it's been tw- uh, 21 years since the elimination chamber has bit of concepts in wrestling, so it borrows the le- uh, elements from Hell in a Cell and Royal Rumble and Survivor Series and War Games and kind of mashes them into this brilliant concept. It's just, I think my second favourite match behind the Royal Rumble still, maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it used to be like, I mean, I, I used to absolutely do I mean, I preferred the old sort of, the, like the very first Elimination Chamber, like the, how, I think that just felt a little bit more, I don't know, like, a bit more rough, like in terms of they were, it just felt it looked a bit more dangerous. With all the chains it was a bit more dangerous. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I think that's why I've gone off it slightly, um, and maybe because we've seen quite. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it, I, I did love it in the first sort of five, so five plus years or so, but I feel like yeah, I've started to slowly, um, yeah, just get a bit more. Um, disinterested. I think as well another good point you, some people were making is maybe do we need to have it as the in, in at this point of the card maybe 
to get it back to like a bit of when people do enjoy it, maybe just have it randomly throughout the year, like a ra- any random pay-per-view where it's sort of, yeah, where like, I don't know, you've got six legitimate contenders and you make a match just using it random, maybe that might, um, okay, yeah, I, I kind of like the placements of it now, because it's kind of the one half of the main event has had to go for the Royal Rumble, yeah. the Royal, and then so the champion then has to go through five competitors get to make sure he, he gets to the main event of the Royal Rumble. So when he gets to the main event of WrestleMania, so the main event yeah. of WrestleMania, both men are about to go through hell to get yeah. to the main event. So. I'm, not, I'm not totally against where it is. I just, yeah, I just want it to be a little bit more, yeah, bring back the old, the, the very first sale, that's all, that's all I'm saying. But all the wrestlers hate it because it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so over the last two decades, a few superstars have shone in its walls, and we're going to count down our top ten. Uh, people have got, I think we've got a nice selection, so people who've won it, yeah, won it multiple times, or people who just had legendary one times, so yeah, just done been in once and eliminated loads of people. Yeah, and, yeah. I think we've, we've got a good top ten, a nice mix. So, so our number ten is Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I'm surprised that he's only ever been in one. Yeah, no. Earlier when I was doing my research, I have to say as well, I I, I, I couldn't believe it was just the one as well. Um, well, last year. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's it completely surprised. And to be fair, I was. Yeah, I, I, was he actually already announced that, or did he just come in a bit like the edge? I, I can't even remember. I because think he was, I think he was announced. Because he obviously won the Rumble, so... <laughs> and then he went and won, obviously, the belt at the Chamber. It just felt a little bit, I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I'm I sure mean, he was announced for it. The whole point, I know, obviously, the whole point was to get to Reigns, Lesnar, at Mania, but... Yeah, it, it, I mean, yeah, the, the the best thing about Brock in the Chamber, one spot that will always live in my head from Chamber, I think it'll be one that whenever you talk about Elimination Chamber moments, the F5 on Austin Theory uh, will just be one that will just always be played back every year when it comes around to Elimination Chamber sort of time or whenever the Chamber match is uh, and you're talking about moments, that will just, yeah, be one for sure coming forward. Yeah, so basically, uh, yeah, it's the shortest Chamber ever. It was only 14 minutes long, (laughs) or nearly 15 minutes. Yeah, Lesnar. Didn't even wait for his pot to open, he kicked it open and it's done wrecking people. <laughs> F5 Rollins at 9.48, then another F5 on Riddle, just pin him at 10th, 13. Then Lashley, was it, Lashley got took out earlier in the match, I think, yeah, they announced that he was too injured to continue, so we knew there was going to be a new champion. And then, yeah, um, another F5 to Styles, <laughs> 10.57, yeah, it was left as Austin Theory versus Lesnar for the title for yeah, poor Theory. <laughs> he got a he got a he got a a, a low blow in. That, I think that's about it. That's all I remember really. Yeah, and then yeah, he got F five off, off the top of the chain pause. Uh you're off the yeah. top of the one of the pods, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so yeah. So he he basically yeah. Out of everybody who's I think there's over eighty people have been in chambers over the years and yeah, based on this one performance he's made our top ten. <laughs> It was a dominant performance, and as I say, I mean, um, yeah, it, it, it sort of. I think the last time, but before that, I've seen someone so dominant in a chamber was probably um, for from from ones that properly stand out was Goldberg at the SummerSlam 2003 one, where he um, obviously really wanted to get his hand on Triple H, and ended up eliminating half the people before Triple H came out of the pod. So yeah, that was sort of one that stood out to me in comparison. 
Yeah, Brock, uh, Brock Roman made my list because he eliminated five of the seven. The seven in his yeah, list, he eliminated five of them. But if he'd won, I'd he eliminated everybody, I think he'd be happy well up this list. <laughs> but that was another dominant performance. And sort of another a dominant performance. The only woman who made our list, so Shayna Baszler, in the Elimination Chamber 2020, she eliminated all five of her opponents. Uh, yeah, that's absolutely great way of presenting Shayna as a killer going into a match with Becky WrestleMania. So like, uh, yeah, exactly. It was. It, so this is where I get a little bit, um, a bit. Uh, I suppose I'm happy that I mean she deserves to win this because of how great she was during that Chamber match. But then there's always that part of me that goes, oh, how good was she? And then. WWE, WWE'd her, basically. I mean, uh, we know how great she was in NXT. Had a great show in the Royal Rumble. An amazing show in the Elimination Chamber. You're thinking, great, they've really done this. And then they dropped the ball on her at WrestleMania, losing to Becky. And then, God knows what she was then doing during that sort of pandemic era. Mucking around with Nia Jax, I believe. Um, it was just... Yeah. Yeah, she was in the Money in the Bank match, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, I, yeah. I mean, I I've can't remember. Really this for a bit, I guess. Yeah, I can't remember too much of this, well, the disaster era of wrestling, I call it, but, uh, in WWE, that is. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was the case of how well you presented someone, as I say, an incredible performance in the chamber to, yeah, to go in so far down. Thankfully, it looks like she's on the way back up though now this day and age, so I can be a little bit more sort of happy that she's not totally sort of doomed, um, because she is, as we saw in this chamber, like how great she actually is, and one of the, in my opinion, one of the best sort of female talents they've definitely got for sure. Yeah, and I'm, I'm hopeful now back onto Triple H. Yeah, he'll do something with her. I think she was definitely one of the names that sprung when when the whole power shifted over to when Triple H took over head of creator. I think if he went for like. 10 wrestlers that were going to largely benefit I think should have been at a lot of people's top top of a lot of people's lists I reckon that yeah. that were yeah yeah yeah. so just go through eliminations I think she, she was the third to come in and then she eliminated Sarah Logan at um, 7 minutes 55 and she choked out Ruby Riot at 8 minutes 10 and then Natalia came out and she choked her out at 9 minutes 30 and then Liv came out <laughs> she choked her out <laughs> And then Oscar came up, and then they had, yeah, they had a great sequence to finish the match between Shane and Charlotte, um, Charlotte, Oscar as well. But dominant performance. And yeah, I'm surprised, again, I'm surprised she hasn't been in any more since after this performance. Yeah, you would definitely think, um, yeah, yeah she, would, she, she would have been in a, a few more. Um, I'm guessing if you don't want her to be dominant and win, there's no point in putting her in these type of matches because she's a cage fighter, so she should. Yeah, I, I, I think, um, I mean, at the moment, I think they just, yeah, I think, like I said, been post that elimination chamber with the booking, but now I think, I think, I mean, they've obviously got plans with her with Ronda Rousey at the moment going forward, so, but I think, yeah, definitely in the future we'll, we'll see her sort of back in these chamber matches where she belongs and hopefully, well, more importantly, in the, in the main event scene going forward. Yeah, definitely. Okay, our number eight is, Y2J, Chris Jericho. So he, he currently holds the record for most, well, joint most. He, him and Andy Orson both have eight appearances in the, the number where he has the most eliminations with ten. And uh, he's the youngest competitor to ever be in Yeah, uh, yeah he's, he was part of the first chamber in 2002. 
positive. Most chamber appearances with eight with Andy Orton. Any one, any one win? Winning the World World Heavyweight Champion in 2010. Yeah, I think he's, he's this. This is one of the ones we put on the list just for his body of work. I think he and so many haven't so many eliminations. You couldn't really not have him on the list. I believe he came up with the idea. I want to say that. Yeah, I know on screen it was. Um on screen, yeah. but yeah, I think you're right. I think Jericho certainly did have a say at all. Came up with the concept of. I know he also came up with the money in the. I know he, money in the bank. Am I thinking? Am I thinking of money in the bank? Yeah, money in the bank was his idea. Um, but whether I know, obviously, clearly he's got obviously a very strong wrestling brain, so there's every chance that he would have well, maybe had a you know, a say in this concept. But uh, I think, um, yeah, I, I think Jericho had to be on the on the list. No, uh, I will. I'll throw my hands up and so I didn't actually have him on originally. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, but I mean, yeah, you're right with all the eliminations, um, in terms of the, yeah, the actual being in the matches as well. He's been in a, a ton. Uh, one of my favourite chamber matches as well, which he did win. Um, so obviously he deserves that as well. Yeah, he had to be on there for, for sure. Um, I think as well, yeah, it's, I say these sort of matches, were always sort of uh, almost a bit made for him at the time. I mean, you know, it's like I think the one in twenty ten when you can sort of when as this sort of slimy heel um, when you the way you sort of won that one in twenty ten where obviously with Shawn Michaels coming out and super sweet chin music uh, on the Undertaker. One, as I say, one of my favourite moments of the Nation <laughs> Chamber. Um, uh, so yeah, no, yeah, hundred percent had to be in there, and um, yeah, I think when when you got the most eliminations. So difficult to not that. I'm trying to work out when were that is the record realistic. Who do you know is in second spot? Uh, Triple H. Don't we've got seven. Any modern day wrestlers who where, where it might? Uh, I think since everyone in, everyone's been talking obviously so much about sort of the Harry Kane record at the moment, I've sort of now just in any in any sport now, I just want to say, oh, okay, well, who, who can realistically take the record now from any sort of thing? So I'll have a look. And it's more obviously now that obviously as Jericho's in AW. WWE do love to throw off their stats, don't they? Like with the Royal Rumble and everything. If they will actually make a mention that Jericho does hold the most eliminations, or if they will just keep quiet about it, sort of thing. So, so it's modern day. Randy Orton has six. John Cena has five. Sheamus has five. Von Strowman five. Kofi Kingston four. Brock Lesnar got four. Mm, so yeah, they are, they are the yeah they can't even sort of get away with it. Going, oh well, he's yeah he's uh, they can't even just use the, yeah sort of <laughs> going, oh he's only so far away from taking the record. <laughs> so they're either going to mention it or they just won't mention it whatsoever. Yeah, because I can't see like Randy Orton's not one of them wrestlers who will go and beat everybody. Mm. He's somebody will come in last and yeah, pinch last. one one or two um, if that. No shame, yeah, not not really. I think Kofi's past it, maybe. Can't see him going for a big. Unless he did a couple more tag team elimination chambers. Yeah. That's a good show. Braun, if we get, get behind Braun again, I can see him taking it. Who would it be? Two or three. Getting a couple, two or three chambers in the next couple of years. You need to get two or three in each one. You'll have the new record. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> yeah, yeah, my money's on Braun. If he sticks around for the next couple of years. I think, yeah, Braun would be an obvious, and that's, you know, unless Jericho does come back, or they do just start mentioning AEW wrestlers on camera, so, <laughs> you never know. Main event, Jey Uso's got three so far. Yeah, you never know. 
to be fair though, I, I, I just, yeah, I don't like, sometimes with the Rumble, I mean, they purposely do eliminations just so they can then claim, like, this guy's got the most eliminations sort of thing uh, in history. I'd rather they just only did it, they sort of just, yeah, don't really factor that in sort of thing. They just keep it going as, as long as until sort of, until the record just naturally just becomes, it gets taken sort of thing, even if it's from, I don't know, even like even years to come from a, I don't know, someone like a Bron Breaker, for instance, sort of thing. Who's never even been in a chain match? Well, I'm just saying years and years to come that, yeah, that's, yeah. No point just needlessly rushing to take it off just because Jericho's not in WWE anymore. Right, so time for us number seven, so it's Edge. So four elimination chambers, four eliminations, two wins, and he's probably part of my favourite. 2009, Edge started the nice in an earlier elimination chamber for the WWE Championship. He got eliminated first, I think, for his title, and then ended the night in the World Heavyweight Championship, attacking Kofi on his way in and taking his spot at WrestleMania 25. Yeah, he's one of my favourites. Yeah, I think the um, that one where he, yeah, 2009 when he snuck in, so obviously after losing his belt earlier on the night and to sneak in on the main event um, by attacking Kofi. Um, yeah, I think that's another one that sort of always gets sort of, I think it's sort of got its own label in a way, hasn't it? Like every, whenever you're predicting like, um, well, when you're doing predictions for Elimination Chamber every year, you're always like, oh, could this person do the edge maybe and um, attack someone on the way in and then quickly steal their spot? So um, I think, yeah, again, that you've made a moment that's always and to be talked about for as long as the well, the elimination chamber exists, really. Um, a really good, yeah, really nice moment and a good, well, again, like was said with sort of Jericho, the sort of sneaky heel or heelish way as he won, uh, which was which was great. So really good sort of touch there. And then, yeah, 2011, quite the opposite. Won it as the babyface uh, defending champion. Mm-hmm. So, to yeah, to obviously take the belt into, into WrestleMania. Um, so he's sort of done it as, yeah, as both sort of ends of the, um, uh, both ends of the stick. Uh, so yeah, really, um, deserves it. And I suppose you could even just for another moment's sake, I know it wasn't elimination chambers there, but obviously when he did, when he cashed in his money in the bank for the first time post, um, the elimination chamber on Cena and another moment as well. So yeah, definitely had to be on there for, for, for sure. Yeah, it's that 2011 one, retrospectively, so much better, knowing how injured he was as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Not only wanted to see it out to WrestleMania and have to actually go through the Elimination Chamber, even more impressive uh, there. And um, and given uh, the, the the bodies in there as well, there's some big lads in there. So like Kane, Drew, Big Show, Barrett's not exactly a tiny person. It's only really yeah. Ray Mysterio. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, though no, yeah, certainly did. Yeah, certainly, I think for that alone has to earn a spot in the in the top ten for sure. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number six, something I didn't have on my list. I don't know why. But, uh, Shawn Michaels, four appearances, three eliminations, one win. He's quite. He was really high on your list. I think he was number, number one. Number um, one yeah. I, yeah, I'll try and justify it as well as I can. I've, I just. The 2002 Elimination Chamber will always be my favourite one of all time. One, because it's the first one. The first one, yeah. It was Shawn Michaels, obviously, big return. The well, the fact that he won the world title, where no one really thought that was ever going to happen again. Uh, so there was just so many moments that I just loved that. I adored that Chamber match so much. And it was one I'd always go back and watch. Um, so I, yeah, had to simply have him top of my list just for that alone. Um, 
I know, yeah, there's probably other deserving wrestlers who could go one, but it's all personal opinion, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. yeah, for, for that, for that more than anything, I had to put him number one, and because it was just such an incredible performance as well, especially if you do watch it back. The, again, with Sean, the amount of blood he actually loses, I know it's a Shawn Michaels classic, but the amount of blood he uses in there really sort of, again, sold the Elimination Chamber as a whole, his performance in that, that it, it really was a, a structure that you have to put your life through to, well, to try and win a belt, or in this case, try and win a in modern days, try and win a place to, on the WrestleMania card. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's yeah, for that alone, he was there. But again, there's other. I've, I've, I've already touched on it briefly about Jericho. But one of my favourite rest, one of my favourite Elimination Chamber moments where he came from underneath the um, the chamber to switch your music Undertaker. Um, great, great! I love that story going into that WrestleMania. Oh, so good. So it was just yeah really uh, generally unexpected as well so it wasn't just like oh yeah I think Sean might get involved uh, it was really out of the blue because he sort of went off TV for a bit didn't he uh, uh, after obviously during his meltdown about not being able to face taker so it was all done to perfection so yeah that as well was just um, uh, yeah a moment I just yeah, yeah really really enjoyed but yeah so I mainly put him, in, put him in number one because of as I say the performance and the win in the very first Elimination Chamber, my favourite chamber match of all time in 2002. Definitely. Well deserved. Okay, next, uh, Randy Orton. You know, it's like joint uh, most appearances of Chris Jericho of eight, six eliminations, one win, which came in 2014 when he defended the World WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Great image of him with the two belts at the end. Yeah. Big, yeah. I, think this is one, I really like this one because they had Sheamus and Cesaro and Cena, Daniel Bryan, Christian all in the match um, yeah. Yeah, it's one, yeah, it's really good Yeah, I mean, like we said, I think that was the, again, like we said, uh, Jericho and Edge of one of the chambers, I mean, that was again, the slimy heel, the way he managed to win because of, obviously, assistance from Kane, the authority that yeah. stopped Bryan from <laughs> them, obviously all panned out well in the end but um, yeah, that was a that was a good fun chamber. Uh, well, at the time, I know there was general rage, like a good rage uh, that obviously Brian didn't get the win. Um, but um, yeah, a, a very good elimination chamber match nonetheless. And then yeah, he's also had some sort of cool moments. Um, I think uh, 2005, the New Year's Resolution, where um, oh, that's after Evolution imploded. Well, imploded. Yeah, well, it's it turned on him. Exactly, I think it was him, Batista, and, and Triple H were in there. But at the time, it was where Batista. It was before Batista won the Rumble, but it was sort of, um, yeah, at the time it was sort of like uh, where Batista and Triple H was t- starting to have a bit of tension between the two. And then, yeah, you had the spot where uh, I think Orton eliminated Batista, but you had the Triple H lying in the corner and sort of could have got up, but that sort of didn't. Uh, which, yeah, I think they. Orton kept pointing out to him the next night on Raw so yeah that was really good um, his performance in 2005 was really really enjoyable as well when he was at the baby face so again a bit like we've said with sort of Edge and Jericho have had sort of yeah, different ends of the um, of the stick as well doing the, you sort of your, your underdog baby face sort of heroic performance against this, the slimy sort of performance so um, yeah and I think as well of Orton as well I hope this isn't the last we see of him in Chambers no We've, we've all missed him on on camera over the last sort of year or so uh, when he obviously got injured. 
Um, so yeah, hopefully there's there's more m- many more eliminations to changes to come for Orton as well once he's back to full fitness and ready yeah, to go it's, again. It's weird not seeing him because he's such a safe worker. They, they, they barely ever get injured. Not that he's big, they get these big injuries. So it's weird yeah. not it is, but I'd rather they do take their time, sort of, uh, with, I think, with injuries, I think, as well, uh, I think sometimes just time off's a very good thing in this industry, I mean, especially if it longs out his career even more, which is always a good thing, but, yeah, allow him to properly recover, and only bring him back once you've got, sort of, like we always say, solid storylines in place for him, I think more time off screens is actually a very good thing in terms of booking, that there's no point having people just show up there just for the sake of uh, being there, I think. I think, I think as well, with having sort of a, a happy workforce is, yeah, they've got to get, keep, get them home with, with their families and what have you. And then, yeah, bring them back and I'm sure they'll be proper raring to go. So, yeah, hopefully, as I said, this won't be the, well, we'll see more in many elimination chambers to come. Yeah. Uh, on number four is Daniel Bryan. He's been in five chambers. He's got five eliminations, three wins. And he's one of only two people to have an over 50% win rate in, in, in chambers. So him and uh, Triple H. So he he won his first chamber in 2020, 2020, 2012, where he successfully defended the World Heavyweight Championship. And uh, yeah, again, I'm just going back to the 2014 one where the whole world was behind Ryan. He was getting screwed every minute at the moment. So all he wanted to do was get into the, the championship match of us. I mean, yeah, but he he was he was was an A plus player. He was a B plus player, so he couldn't get into it. Yeah, the gutsiness of you know, him not winning that match. Yeah, I mean, Brian. Actually, I have to say, when I was doing my research, I didn't really, I completely forgot. Even more in the later career, how 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 like the amount of chambers he's won and competed in as well, which is quite which is remarkable how high it is. And yeah, I think the one that yeah, well, obviously it was twenty fourteen where he put in that incredible effort and then fell short as you say the authority getting one over him on again in the build up to obviously the great moment of Wrestlemania um, 2019 one as well where it kind of the roles were reversed where yeah the crowd the crowds behind Kofi Kofi Mania kind of started that night exactly is. well I think we've again we've seen him like again this underdog in 2014 and then 2021 um, he was the underdog guy, uh, when he won, and then Reigns obviously came out. So he's had, and then yeah, say the other. Oh, that's a great story. I think people we all thought it was going to be later in the night, or no, right now. <laughs> exactly that. So he's had some incredible ones as babyface there, 2014 and 2021. But then two as the slimy heel, a bit like as I say again, we have it at the end of the stick, like with Jericho Edge. And I feel like I'm repeating myself quite a bit with this top 10, but. Uh, it's 2012, 2012, I think I, I, the 2012 one was on paper should have been a car crash, but it was actually really, really enjoyable. And San, then like it was Santino got a couple of eliminations. Like, yeah, like, it was sort of like I think everyone watching was like, I'm getting, I'm getting drawn into this. As I say, on on paper, it, it should have been a complete car crash, but it was really, really enjoyable. And as you say, yeah, you got your really irritating heel that won and sort of, you know. In the end, it was like, oh, no, he never stood a chance, did he? So, <laughs> it was, uh, uh, yeah, no, um, uh, yeah, I think with the, um, so yeah, I think as I say, he's done the 2012 and 2019 as the, you're really a heel that you want to just slap the face off. Yeah, uh, it was like, so a bit of a random, random, was it Daniel Bryan, the big show, Cody Rhodes, Santino Morello, great Calvary and Wade Barrett. 
That is a very random change. <laughs> I think it was sort of that, well, that sort of time of WWE where, yes, it was a bit weird, um, sort of thing. Uh, a lot of, yeah, going on at the time. He said they didn't uh, have a huge, they didn't have a deep roster. They, had, they still had the big roster, but the, the main event scene wasn't huge. It was, it was very, well, I think that's when The Rock had to come back and sort of, The Rock was back as well as the main player. So I think that sort of says it all. And I think they, they sort of never really made their minds up if they wanted to sort of push a couple of others at the time, like Dolph Ziggler was the obvious one at the time. Um, yeah, I think yeah, they just Miz was the champion the year before. Yeah. yeah. Wait, Barris could have been champion. Oh, I was going to say, he was another one, yeah, the ones who just did not make their mind up if they really... Oh, not even that, making their mind up just two, they just didn't want to push, so well, they probably could have. Um, so, yeah, I think... Just make it... 25,000 times incontinent champion exactly that <laughs> but yeah I think with Brian yeah as I say it really did surprise me how well he's done in Chambers and and a uh, big factor in but as I say it's, it's 100% deserved on there but yeah it took me by surprise more and as I say the later career um, sort of thing which just yeah again reminded me I was like, oh yeah that did happen that did happen sort of thing so um, but yeah well deserved on there is that is he won the most Chambers then sorry um, second. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surprised he didn't get maybe we could have I'm I'm thinking we maybe should have had him above on number three, the Undertaker. Yeah, I'm thinking this now, yeah. <laughs> well the Undertaker is um got one elimination chamber victory to his name. Um six eliminations. He's been in three chambers. Soul win came in uh, no way out two thousand eight. Yeah. Uh, the title shot against Edge WrestleMania twenty I think. Yeah. And yeah, I really enjoyed this match. It was just a bit random having people like Kozlov in there. <laughs> yeah, but this is, yeah, this is what, and you had the one where, oh, I'm having it mixed up. I think that Kozlov was in the 2010 one, wasn't he? I think it was your favourite one. Uh, I think it was, I think you're right the first time. I think he was in this one. Well, it might have been 2009. I just feel I like 20... I, I think they're all, they're all getting mixed up in my head. I might, I might. 2010 I've just got, seems I've, a bit late I've, for Kostov, because I think they sort of had him on... Yeah, I'll start this bit. Yeah, the 2008 one. Yeah. <laughs> had uh, Batista, Big Daddy V, Finley, MVP, and Great Cali. Isn't that like Smackdown? <laughs> what, a, what an era of Smackdown. Everybody who gets... Yeah, definitely in the... Your punishment is a match with the Undertaker. Type of era. Uh, yeah, Kozlov, 2009, Edge, Big Show, Jeff Hardy, the Triple H, and your favourite one, 2010? Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I must say, take over, was about my favourite moment, but, yeah, the one in, yeah, 2008 was, yeah, I, I, I'll be honest, it was during my sort of period I wasn't watching too much wrestling. Same, yeah, I was kind of uh, keeping up with it, but we're not really watching. I've got a feeling, was that the night when he first brought in the Hell's Gate? Um, and I want to see yes. eliminated Big Daddy V, I think. So because I, I, I coincidentally I saw this on Twitter earlier, and I think WWE did a tweet to them about Big Daddy V. It's his birthday. Uh, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Um, so there was a um, sort of tweet saying, and, and I just saw a lot of comments saying, "Oh, RIP to the man who first took the Hell's Gate from Undertaker." Oh, first, yeah, first ate the Hell's Gate from Undertaker. So I was oh, like. Wow. And, and for some reason, the chamber sort of did spring to mind. So I could be completely wrong, but uh, yeah, um, if that is true, then yeah, that's certainly a reason enough to put him in there. Isn't it, in this, um, but yeah, I think Undertaker. I think 
sort of the again the visuals. I think there's that one chamber where I'm like sort of slam the, the whole chamber himself, uh, locking everyone else in. So I think it, it is a match sort of made for take a load. We always associate the hell in a cell, but yeah, elimination chamber. I think like the Devil's favourite playground. It's just yeah. I think there's some wrestlers like him, Kane, where they're just made for the chamber, aren't they? Really. Yeah, there's a. Uh, I always think of it as like a big boys playground. Yeah, definitely. And it is my favourite match to play on Here Comes the Pain as well. Yes, love the amount of times I'd, I'd yeah, I just love playing that when I was younger. Uh, yeah, one of my, yeah, definitely my favourite match up to play on that game. Yeah, cause it's, it's great to play against your mates, isn't it? But yeah, oh, you, so so you, can, you could just kind of hide in the corner and wait for yeah. them to eliminate each other and then come in. <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> And I was just, uh, doing all the spots off the uh, pods and I was just climb climb on top of the pod and stay out of trouble. <laughs> yeah, no, I love the I love that playing that on there. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. I think my favourite, like, yeah, nothing will ever beat. I, I, I love doing the Armageddon six man head in a cell as well, where it would just be carnage as well. Yeah, and and the where yeah, it's just one pin to one pin to win the six man's like that. I think one year I was doing a season mode and it came to him like uh, the Armageddon six man. I think. Accidentally, because uh, obviously it was confusing. I think Bubba Ray Dudley ended up winning the Undisputed <laughs> Championship. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, that, yeah, we we created a whole roster, so we you could make it. So if you deleted enough of the computers, you could have like all of Raw being uh, real wrestlers and have all of SmackDown's your roster. So that's how we did it. So it was it'd be quite cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, and if you copied like your know, uh, creator wrestler. It had all the abilities, so we made like, we had like f- four jobbers, and then four lower card, then we have a mid card, an upper card, and the main events. So it's good. We fought a proper out. <laughs> oh, we need to do it that Yeah, okay, on just old wrestling games four. at home. <laughs> yeah. Number two, John Cena. He's got seven appearances. Five eliminations, I'm sure he's had these cards off. Seven, seven eliminations, and he got five eliminations. And there are three wins. 2006, 2010, and 2011. That's my guess. It's like, a, like a quiz in itself, this. <laughs> uh, 10, 11, yep. Yeah. yeah, I think it was C. I think that the 2006 one, I mean, when it was his first chamber at the time, it went through that, that the brutal match, like with the, as I say, with him, just the visual of him. Winning the match, the chamber going up, him dropping with blood, and then yeah, Vince McMahon coming out and saying, "Oh yeah, you've got one more match." Yeah. Uh, just cashing his chamber, uh, sorry, cashing in his money in the bank briefcase. I mean, yeah, that is just an ultimate sort of elimination chamber moment. Um, there, uh, all for the wrong reasons for Cena, but then the fact that it happened again to him as well, pretty much in 2010, I think, when he won the chamber, and then um, it was uh, Vince McMahon coming out saying, "Oh yeah, you've got to wrestle Batista now." Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's, yeah, he's certainly, um, yeah, he's, I mean, yeah, he'd been unlucky in terms of when he, when, and then obviously, yeah, in 2011, uh, won the match to go and face the Miz. So, yeah, I think as seen as a whole, he's, yeah, he, he has been, yeah, like great in his baby face runs and the, the underdog. Again, it's sort of like we said with the others, the other baby faces who have won. I think he's the perfect sort of, yeah, guy for doing that against the odds, winning the chamber. As we've seen in, yeah, in, in, in the three that he won. Um, yeah, so he won three, but never actually ended the night as champion on any occasion. So. Ah, yes. Good shout. There's a good little stat with that. 
Uh, I'm trying to think. And then, yeah, most recently, I think he lost the belt as well in 2017 when when Bray Wyatt won. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Um, yeah, to get sort of better. That's real. I didn't make you angry. <laughs> Him versus Orson could have been good. They could have done something with it. They could have done a lot with it. The build was the build very was good. good. Yeah. The build was very good. It went on for a while and perfect what we want. Um, then fizzled so I'm, out. I'm sure Bray Wyatt said something really good to the creative team and they took it as he once projected insects on the ring. I'm sure that's not what he said. <laughs> I think it ended with gin and my whole screwing horses. <laughs> Ready to win, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, no, but with Cena, yeah, I think he's proven. Yeah, again, he's proven that he's one of the again the, one of the best of all times, and yeah, he's been yeah a great sort of figure for the Elimination Chamber matches. I know a lot of them have been sort of his sort of time as the top of the card, so naturally he was going to be in a lot. But um, yeah, I mean every Chamber match when he's in there, it was a, it was a good Chamber. Cool, and that's our number one. So according to this, it was Triple H. Came up with the idea for the elimination chamber. Okay. So, so it must have been Jericho with the money in the bank. Yeah. So yeah. Sorry, spoilers. Triple H is not the one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so six elimination chamber appearances, seven eliminations, four wins. So he has the most wins. Um, yeah. So he made his. He was in the debut. He made his debut in the first ever elimination chamber. Competed six in eight years. He holds the record for most wins. And yeah, and he also is tied with Shawn Michaels for the most time in a single elimination chamber with 40 minutes in the first one. But yeah, there's, but yeah there's, I think, yeah, he's probably the guy most synonymous with elimination chamber. It's just everything about Triple H just screams elimination chamber to me. So, so that, yeah, you have like, yeah, the Undertaker's hell in the cell. Yeah, elimination chamber is Triple, is Triple H. Definitely, and some really cool moments. I remember, yeah, SummerSlam 2003, that one where when he was sort of him and Goldberg when he was sort of locked in the, the pod then stuck his middle finger up at Goldberg and <laughs> got managed to get in and then what was it Rick Fest managed to sneak the um, sledgehammer in and then yeah that um, yeah but then beating Goldberg down just there as I mentioned earlier with the oh or I could say Batista but I'm not gonna uh, there's been so many good moments with, with Triple H um, yeah I, I think um, and I think as well one thing I was like Triple H is just his when he was itchy in the pods itself, there was always a reason to stare. Like he just always had like I don't know. Like if he was if he was here, we would have had the one where he was winding people up from the outside. Like I mentioned just then with the Goldberg, but um, even as the babyface, I remember there was that one where I think Edge got eliminated. Like when he lost that title earlier in the night before he went and stole Kofi's spot, where he got yeah. eliminated. I think in a quick roll up or something. And Triple H was in the pod, absolutely creasing up. So. Um, yeah, I, him in the pod himself, I always had sort of just such a good sort of, yeah, looking obviously, yeah, had all the emotions in there, sort of thing, which I, I did like. But yeah, equally, I say his performances in the chamber have been second to none. But if it, even when he comes off a defeat, he's still sort of been one of the main talking points, mm-hmm. um, in the chamber, like I say in 2002, which was my favourite, as I mentioned, my favourite one. And then, yeah, even sort of those mid 2000s, where yeah, where he was obviously one of the, the biggest baby face in the company, and um, yeah, some of the, and obviously winning yeah, winning all, yeah, winning some very big matches. Yeah. Oh, you got any honorable honorable mentions? Oh, honorable mentions off the top. 
Well, um, I think Alexa Bliss, she was one of mine just because the fact she did win the first women's chamber, so I just wanted to give a little nod to her for, for that. Yes. Um, I suppose Becky and, uh, not Becky, um, Sasha and Bailey for winning the first women's tag team one. Um, and I suppose in that token, you could give it to the New Day as well for winning the first men's tag team. Joel uh, wanted me to mention El Torito. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd also like to mention as well, um, the, uh, the, yeah, the Otis splash a few, few years ago. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely just smashed through the whole, yeah, literally the whole thing actually just went toppled over. That's a great match. Great spot, great match, and, um, yeah, and actually, to be fair, not the worst sort of outcome in terms of storyline, albeit a bit cheesy, but, yeah, I think that was, yeah. Otis, yeah, Otis at the time was, oh, well, I think Otis is just, yeah, great. As well, I think he's proven again now. He went a bit stale for a bit, but I think now under with Chad Gable, he is he is great. He really is has got a place for there, there is always a place for Otis. I think as yeah, as proven and as I think that proved as well. He's a, he obviously can create big moments as well. And a, yeah, do you think he's going to join the male model? <laughs> well, I think uh, yeah, I'd, uh, I guess he. I I, I don't know. I think there'll <laughs> probably be a match where like. Because um, I was kind of hoping to see Chad and him actually have a good run as a babyface tag team and maybe even win the belts at some stages as an over babyface tag team. Yeah. But um, who knows? I, I think it would be funny. It would certainly get eyes on the male models or whatever they're called. Uh, I think it could... Maximum male. I can't think of the first word. Maximum male models. Uh, weirdly, I have a feeling Otis could make it work. I think he made... I think he's made him and Gable, not saying that he deserves all the credit, Gable deserves all the credit for that tag team, but both of them would be outstanding in that, so I'm sure there'll be something funny out of it, but uh, yeah, uh, just, yeah. Well, I, if I had the option, I'd rather just see them as a babyface tag team, because I think they're just very over at the moment. Yeah, I'm really just shoes. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> Uh, that's our list. Uh, join us tomorrow for our preview of Elimination Chamber 2023. Uh, please follow us on Twitter. It's BBU Wrestling. And on Facebook and on Instagram, both BBC Wrestling. And good night for me. It's a good night for Nick. And yeah, good night for me. <laughs>